What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the C-String Podcast. This is num- uh, episode number 18, um, but it is episode number 8 of Classic Rock Talk. Yes, it is. Took a little break last week. Yeah, we had a lot of time in between. We had to, I really had to uh, listen to these albums over and over again, mm-hmm. one in particular. Um, but before we get into the formalities of the episode, I wanted to mention, last episode we went over an album, Desolation Boulevard by Sweet. And we were a little bit confused um, by what we what was going on and what we were looking at was a little bit different from what I heard, uh, and that is because Cole listened to the RCA release of which the album. Was, yeah, which was the European release of the album, which has some cut songs on it. Orders different. It's a whole sort of thing. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it's I listened to the Capital release, and mm-hmm. basically they're two different albums. That pretty much. I mean, they have like some similar songs, but they're. Basically, in different yeah. order, there, yeah. There's some cut tracks I think on the RCA one compared to the Capital one. Yeah, so that's why there was a lot of confusion last time. I'm clearing that up this time because last episode was really confusing and probably was very hard to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought I'd get that out of the way now. But that's it. Uh, that's it for that. So if you're listening to it on Spotify, you're probably listening to the Capital release. Yes. Which is different than what we talked about on the show. See, I got my, I listened to the LP, which I got from a garage sale for my grandma. So that's probably why I have an RCA pressing of it. Yeah. <laughs> I, did I didn't realize that's why, that's, I didn't realize that's how they were so different, but they are. So. They are very different. Um, that's something very unique, mm-hmm. I would say. Definitely the first album we've gone over that's got such drastic changes. Yeah. Um, but anyways, with that out of the way. Um, let's get into today's today's albums. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a unique one for you guys, especially this one was uh, released in 1971. Uh, it was kind of hard for me to listen to initially. Yeah, and as you mentioned, it definitely would be. Uh, it's yeah, it's definitely something that's if you're into this music, it's spot on. But it's for an outside listener, it's kind of mm. it's just, this is my first foray into this kind of um, listening. So, I was very interested, but I'll let you introduce the band. Yeah, so this is uh, Emerson, Lake and Palmer with the ever-famous Tarkus, released in uh, 1971 on Island Records, which is a sub of Universal Records, I believe, if I remember right. But yeah, um, three guys. <laughs> that's all I can say. And that's that's the band title, so it's three dudes. <laughs> yeah. I was super impressed. I didn't know any. I didn't know any of them going into it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know any of them. Um, like I said, very new to me, but I love who I heard, um, and I'd like to get to know more about them. Yes. Yeah, so uh, Keith Emerson. They each had their own thing. So Keith Emerson, anything that had a key on it, that was him. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. Like you, piano, Hammond organ. They even went to a church and used a uh, pipe organ for that's one of the songs. Cool. So that's pretty crazy. Anything, I, I could guess which one that is. Yeah. Anything with keys was Keith Emerson. Um, Greg Lake, anything with um, strings? <laughs> that was Greg Lake. <laughs> and uh, Carl Palmer was drums and the percussion. But yeah. That's very a, solid group. That is very... No, I love this, this group. Mm-hmm. I had never heard of them before. This was my first taste of these guys, and this is this is the first time 
I had gone into an album and I never heard a thing. Yeah. Never heard a thing from them before. I was super impressed. And, you know, I haven't looked into their things since, since I've listened to this album over and over again. I haven't really branched out yet. Um, but holy cow. Which um, I wanted to uh, talk about the artwork, because the artwork has been pretty much launched the idea of what progressive rock artwork should look like. Um, and it's actually where they got the name of the album from. Because uh, Tarkus, I can't remember the exact name, but it was... The original name of the armadillo was something, and then the cuss on the end comes from, like, a carcass. You want to explain kind of what the album Yeah, so... So, side one, I'm just going to talk... I'm just going to tie it in a little bit. It's going to be a little bit confusing, but... So, side one is an entire song. It's uh, In itself. It's split one. into little tap chapters. It's called Tarkus. And it follows an armadillo who... Um, he lives his life, and then he goes into war. So, basically, he gets all armored up. He becomes, like, the robot tank thing that you see on the cover of the album. And, um... They battle the Manticore, which they eventually win, and then they take their battle to the sea, is essentially how the whole thing goes. But um, So they got the name, I can't, like I said, I can't remember the name of the armadillo, it's a long name, but the cuss on the end came from Carcass because the, you know, the armadillo was turned into a robot, and his carcass was on it, even though he was pretty much 90% machine. And so uh, that's why the bones laying on the thing say Tarkus, but... Yeah, I, I don't know. This song is so cool. It, I, yeah. It reminds me of 2112. I think it's like the inspiration for what Rush did with 2112. Yeah, I I can see that. I can definitely see that. This is the only other song I've listened to that's this long. Mm-hmm. Um, and while it would be very hard for somebody new to classic rock to listen to this, super hard for that. This is not something you want to introduce somebody too. Like, With, hey, this is your first classic rock album? Here, listen to this. Yeah, if you're gonna get into Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, I th- I thought about doing like, for this week, um, their debut. You Cause their debut, their debut is a lot more, I don't want to say radio-friendly, but it's a lot easier of an easier listen. But I thought, I don't know, we... I like this album. Yeah, you liked so. it, so we went with it. And I, was, I wasn't opposed to learning. And I have to say, I've I love everything about Side One and mm-hmm. that whole song. I do too. Um, you know, there's um, Emerson, as you mentioned, he's on the keys basically in every chapter of this song. And oh my god, I love the tone of the it's organ amazing. going through it. I love the whole tempo of the songs too. Yes. Just the tempos are oh, phenomenal. Yeah. And I don't really know what chapter it is, but necessarily, but it's about from I would say like seven minutes into the song from to like fifteen minutes into the song. That's my favorite part. Mm-hmm. There he is there's like in that span there's like three different keyboard, piano, organ, yeah. whatever you want. There's three different like so I don't want to say solos because there's still like other instruments playing, but that's But they're like they're breaks. Yeah, it's there's it's their instrumental breaks. And it each of those they there is a similar tone throughout each of them and there's a similar like it's not a riff because it's on keyboard mm-hmm. but it's a similar like bass I don't know it's like a similar bass beat but yeah. it's a different 
it's a different tone uh, throughout each of them, and it's a, there's a different style that goes along with them. Mm-hmm. And they all sound amazing. And I, you know, I kind of glossed over some of the lyrical parts of the song. Yeah, I, I wasn't super memorable to me, but everything else about this song uh, is incredible. And that's what I like about this song. This song is um, it's one of those songs that honestly you don't even need the lyric. Like there are lyrics. I don't think there's a lot, if I remember right. Yeah, it, but a lot. it tells a story by tone of the music. And I like that. I love when bands do that because it leaves it up to my imagination as to what's happening. It's kind of like when you're reading a book. Instead of watching the movie adaptation of it, it like it lets you picture what's happening in your head rather than directly telling you, well, this, this is what's... Yeah. Yeah. And again, I love that. Mm-hmm. Music, it's, it's... Which is why this is kind of hard for a newcomer. Yeah. You, when you tell somebody, hey, listen to the instruments, they're going to tell you... Then you let your imagination kind of tell you how how to feel about the song. They're gonna look at you like you're an idiot. It's definitely a stone cold progressive rock in like almost its purest form. Like it's it is a it's very progressive rock. Mm-hmm. But let's there's another side to this album. Yes, the there way. is. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a whole other side. It's not the same as the first side. It's your traditional. We've got six songs yes. for you. Um, side two consists of Jeremy Bender, Bitches Crystal, The Only Way, Infinite Space, Time and a Place, and Are You Ready, Eddie. Mm-hmm. I love all of them. I do too. All of them. I was so kinda, good. I was kind of curious as to what you're going to think of it, but yes, I I do also love all of them. All of them. Every single one. I listen, again, when I started listening, my, my main goal was, okay, side one's going to be a beast. Mm-hmm. So I actually listened to side two first, which I know doesn't make a lot of sense, and obviously it's not how they wanted to listen. You want you to listen to the album, otherwise they would have put it first. Yeah. But I listened to it first, so I could kind of get a feel for what I was going to get. I listened to side one again, and then listened to side two again afterwards. Man, I I fell in love with mm-hmm. this album. I and honestly, that's a pretty good way of going going about it. I think I. I have this on LP, so I, the first time I listened to it, I was like, wow, this is crazy. And then I wasn't a huge fan of the second side, but it's definitely grown on me. It, I love the second side now. It's 100% grown on me. That second time around, it really hooked me. Yeah, it does. It really hooked me. Um, every, It's every single song. It is. It's, it's every single one. It's seriously every single song on here. It's incredible. I find, I find absolutely incredible how each and every one of them is just amazing and it can keep me hooked throughout the whole whole side and it's crazy because jeremy bender isn't even that long of a song no isn't it like a minute minute something minute 24 i'm not exactly sure i think it's a minute 24 but it is not a long song but it's great but it's memorable yeah that's the thing it's crazy um obviously the only way is memorable because it's a hymn yeah Mm mm-hmm yeah um but honestly I, every single one. It's incredible. It is. And it's simply amazing. It's like, it's, I, I can't, dis, it's hard to describe. You, we did an album, let's, t- let's talk about Sweet again, with Desolation Boulevard. It's like if every song was as good as Fox on the Run. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Or to that tone, or like, it's, if every song was as good as ACDC. Yeah. And it's, I, speaking of ACDC, I kind of want to 
praise. I mean, these guys already have a ton of praise. They're the gods of progressive rock, but I want to praise how massive of a sound for three guys this is. Yeah. I it's it's why I love progressive rock cuz you know you got your rush, you got your ZZ Top, ZZ Top's not really progressive rock, but these but, trios they absolutely blow everything out of the water. And it, it, for there it's only 3 of them. And when when you have only 3 people it can be hard to get creative and mesh mesh your recording as well. Like, yes. imagine this. It's when you have a project to do, like just a project in general, would it be easier if there were seven people working on it or three people working on it? Yeah. In this ca- in, in band's case, it's so much easier to hear a song come together if you have all your instruments playing at the same time. Mm-hmm. If there's eight people and they're all playing. When you have three guys, you have to record separately. Yeah. You have to piece together your songs. And then you have an end outcome. Which, it's also crazy to me because Greg, you know, with this band, they're not really a guitar-centric band either. No, they're not. They're... They're not. Greg Lake does a lot of bass work rather than... And then Emerson is more... It's Emerson. The keys are more in the way of the guitar. Yeah. Which I really like because, you know, at the time it was guitars. Oh, yeah. And when you go and switch something up like that, it's like, man. (laughs) Yes, this is... And it's it's jarringly different, but it's jarringly good. I'll tell yes, you that it it's jarringly it's... good. Holy cow! I am, I am consistently blown away every time I listen to this. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely incredible. And I wouldn't be surprised if this is my favorite album after the thirty. It's a band video. I wish I could have seen live. Like I I seriously I've seen YouTube videos of these guys live. I just wish I could be there. Just to see what kind of atmosphere they create with three of them, because I've I've seen the videos and they don't have any like additional performers on stage. It's, it's just, just them, them three, and it's like oh my god, like I kind of want to. I, it's incredible. I mean, I think Keith Emerson and Greg Lake are gone, but man, it. I I didn't know these guys before. I certainly know them now. See, I, I forget them. I found out Emerson Lake and Palmer through a. Carl Palmer because Carl Palmer was in the Super uh, Prog Rock Supergroup Asia, which has done like Heat of the Moment. He is, isn't he? Yeah, and so I was I like, just thought of that. And see, for the longest time, I got these guys confused with Crosby, Crosby Stills, and Nash, because I thought because they're country groups. So I was like, oh, these guys must be a country group. Way better. Way better. <laughs> a little bit better. <laughs> Hundred thousand percent better. Um. Yeah, I I can't believe this album. I can't. I still can't believe it as I'm talking about it now. I'm gonna go and listen to it later, and I'm not gonna be able to believe it. Mm-hmm. When an album when an album takes up some time in my day, it's really fucking good. Again, another album where I have every song on it. Yeah. Oh yeah. On my playlist. Oh yeah. Instantly. Instantly. But uh, yeah, it's it's incredible. It's if there was a if there was an album that I had to choose to listen to. Out of the 27 so far, if I had to choose one to listen to for the rest of my life, it'd be this one. Yeah, this one's incredible. It's... I can't... I can't... I can't... There's no words that I can come up with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's amazing. Every song, consistently, 
And of course, the masterpiece that is Tarkus, the first side one, the masterpiece of that. Like, I don't know, man. I have no idea. It's incredible, though. Yeah, it is. It's amazing. And obviously, there was a story behind it, which is cool, too, you know? Yeah. For 1971, I'm not sure how popular it was to write stories, and it eventually died out completely. Nobody writes stories with their albums anymore. Yeah, nobody writes epics. Yeah. It's kind of just there, but this is, yeah, this is like, I think, if I remember right, Yes came first, but I think when prog rock truly started writing stories, like epics in their songs, I think it was ELP that really um, did that. But yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, incredible album. Go give it a listen. It's Tarkus by yes. Emerson Lake and Palmer. You'll probably recognize the cover when you see it. When it's you, a yeah. it's a pretty popular cover, which is funny because I feel like progressive rock <laughs> isn't. I feel like progressive rock is not like a what's well, not your thing. Yeah, it's not your go to rock. I feel like if progressive rock is popular, it's like Rush, Asia. Yeah, yeah. it's not. It's not a. It's not an ALP. That's for sure. Yeah. 100%. If somebody's talking about prog rock, it's actually it's definitely probably Russia, Asia. Probably. But should we move on to the next yeah, album? Yeah, we should. We can't gush about this. <laughs> you can't gush about them forever, I guess. Um, I guess yeah. Maybe we're maybe we're overhyping that one, and now we're gonna undersell these guys. <laughs> uh, oh well, we're moving on. It's just a year later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was looking at it on Spotify earlier. It was just a year later, 1972. Go ahead and introduce them. So this is the Raspberries, uh, Fresh. I heard them when I was on, it was on the radio, and I heard uh, Let's Pretend. Mm-hmm. Uh, just recently. It was the first time I heard of them. I think Just Pretend was one of the singles off this album. Yeah. Yeah. I. Or Let's Pretend. I don't know if there was actually another single. I think there was. Well, A and B, I think it was an A and B side. An A and B side, okay. But, uh, yeah, I heard them from a long time ago. They did go all the way, and then it was reintroduced in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah, you mentioned that. And then I I just sat there, and I was like, that guy's voice sounds very familiar. And um, getting right into the people in this, um, Eric Carmen, very... My mom had a mixtape in her old car that had uh, All By Myself by Eric Carmen <laughs> yeah. on it and uh, Hungry Eyes by Eric Carmen. <laughs> um, he's on the rhythm guitar and lead and backing vocals with some piano. Wally Bryson, I like his name. I like Wally. Yeah. Uh, lead guitar, backing, and lead vocals. Uh, Dave Smalley with bass and both backing and lead vocals. And then Jim... I can't pronounce this, this guy's name right. Jim Buffanti on drums and backing vocals. Where do you go with that? <laughs> Sorry, Jim. Sorry, Jim. Bonfanti. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but, yeah, again, another band. Not not too familiar with them. Um, mm-hmm. For me, at least. I know you had mentioned you'd known them for a while. Yeah. But it wasn't even really, like... It was more one of those things where I was like, I heard their song before, didn't know who did it. I was kind of surprised by their monthly listeners. Yeah. It was in the millions, yeah? Mm-hmm. I was kind of surprised by that. Yeah. I, again, I think it's due to that Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to remember when they play it in the film. 
Even I know that it was in the Guardians of the Galaxy. That's how you know it's popular, because I fucking knew it. I don't watch films. <laughs> I, I don't remember when it was used, but I just know it was in there, because I remember hearing it. But, uh, yeah. Let's, go ahead. let's get into the track yeah, listing. Yeah, let's get into the track listing. Um, I'll do side one. We have On side one, we have I Want to Be With You, Going Nowhere, Let's Pretend, Every Way I Can, and I Reach for the Light. I like side one. I I do too. And I like Let's Pretend. Obviously, yeah. I enjoy that one. It's probably my favorite. I would have to say that it's another band. We've done a couple... We've done a, I would say we've done a couple bands kind of similar to uh, the Raspberries in the sense that like this is a kind of big star yeah. kind of band. And I was actually going to say that. Like, it kind of reminded me of Big Star, just a little more popular. Yes. Well, probably a lot more popular. But, but yeah, I think it's due to that Guardians of the Galaxy. For the wrong thing, reasons, but. yeah. Um, yeah, I would say that this is kind of what you're going to get. It's kind of like if if Beatles was a little bit more with this is like if they were yeah like an evolved Beatles a little yeah bit. and not evolved in the sense that oh this this band's completely better but in the sense that it's just a little bit different um, but I would say side one has some slight variance between songs and it's definitely needed mm-hmm. because whereas I think Big Star failed was they were a little too samey yeah. in their tracks. Whereas these guys, while it's not my favorite album I've ever listened to, they do vary from song to song. And mm-hmm. you can you can just see it from I Want to Be With You to Let's Pretend 10 to I Reach for the Light. Which I think... Um, I've also... I listened to their debut after I listened to this one. Yeah. Their debut is more rock. Yes. Kind of exactly like the Beatles. It's more rock, whereas this one goes more for the lover love love yeah. song sort of, yeah. which I don't mind. I don't. They did it right at least. At least, yeah. I I listened to their first one before I listened to this one, and I determined that I thought this one would be more interesting to go into because it's not it's not rock. It's not as yeah. rock. It's more pop. It's more pop, mm-hmm. which we haven't done yet. Um, and Big Star is kind of as close as we gotten, and I feel like I wanted to give this album specifically a shout out because I think they would just did they did that number one record, but just better. Yes, I agree. Um, and side one shows that to me immediately. I don't mm-hmm. even need to listen to the whole album to know that, um, because especially with I Want to Be with You is a great starter. Yeah, it is. Um, it kicks it kicks in right with the. Uh, um, with the guitar, it's like yeah. I actually yeah. yeah, it's probably one of my favorites on this album. Yeah, yeah, me too. It just kicks you right in the nuts, right at right at the yeah, start. It, it gets you going right for the nut shot. <laughs> but yeah, side one is a great side, and it's a great side. Um, side two, I would say, I don't know. I I've I've gone back and forth on side two. Yeah, side two is nobody knows. It seems so easy. Might as well if you change your mind driving around. Driving Around is my favorite song on this album. Me too. And what... Yeah. I, I want to be with you is great. Undisputed. But, man, Driving Around, I just heard it. I was like... Oh. Yes. When he's talking about his cassette deck and yes. stuff, I was like... You sold <laughs> so me there. Cool. <laughs> you got me. Oh, man. It's really, really good. And I, I've gone back and forth on it, but... This is kind of... 
I don't remember what album we listened to before, but we said this about another album where I feel like this album is good at the ends and a little duller in the middle. And I don't remember what other album we did that for. I don't remember what album it was either, but I remember it was one. I think it was one of the earlier ones. It was a very early one. It was like episode one or two. If I if I knew it was Stadium Arcadium. That's I was thinking it was the Chili Peppers. I think it was that. But anyways, but anyways, um, as much as I like, I reach for the like in particular. I feel like songs like Every Way I Can and Nobody Knows and It Seems So Easy. I, I don't know. I don't know what's missing. I don't know what it would be. I'm not a. I'm not a band. I'm not. I'm not an artist. I couldn't tell you what it is, but I feel there's something missing there. Yeah. In particular, it just feel. It felt a little bland. Yeah, I would. And I hate to say that. But yeah. Not that they're not great, but it's just it kind of felt the same. And yeah. Then, yeah. And that's why I like driving around so much. Is it kind of. It, yeah, it kicks you right back. It flips it. Yeah. And I feel like. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, it's, it hits me with, you know, if you change your mind and as well. You know what? I like that. It's one of my favorite songs. But yeah, it's for sure driving around. It's yeah. For me, it's such a kicker. Yeah, it is. So good. It kind of, when I was listening to it, it kind of reminded me of Caddy. It just, it's one of those songs where I like driving around yes. too. I'm just like, i out the window. <laughs> Wouldn't mind driving. Wouldn't mind driving. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's Decent album. I I thought it was a decent listen. Yeah, I, I thought I was a decent listen. It's only thirty minutes too. It's yeah, just, it's, it's just north of thirty minutes. So it's a good introductory album. You know, it's not too long. Won't take too much time out of your day. Mm-hmm. It's it's a nice album. Yes, it is. It's it's, it's very good. It's um it's got to be their best. Would you say it was their best best selling one? It was their highest charting album. Yeah. Cause I think the first one, it was one of the, I think it's one of those things where the first one was released and people were like, I don't know about this band. And then they released this one, they're like, okay, we'll buy this. <laughs> but, At least uh, their second one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I hate to go to the Raspberries after we just did Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Well, yeah, we're in no way trying to downplay these yeah, guys. Yeah, like, I, I, I can't The Raspberries that. are also another very talented group. Yeah. We went over the, some of the names there, and mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I just, it's it maybe it's good, but it maybe just lacks those things that most of the bands we've talked about so far have. Most of those successful bands have. Most of those good bands have. Most of these good albums have. It just sort of lacks something, and maybe it's the creativity in it. You know, we mentioned with Emerson, Lake, and Palmer the focus on keyboard. Yes. And the changing like the sound by uh, removing the guitar a little bit. Whereas these guys, you have two people, three people, that are playing guitar. Yeah, they're all stringed instruments. And Unless Eric Carmen's playing the piano on tracks, so and then it's yeah. But you still have two. You still have a guitar and a uh, and some bass guitar. And in some there. bass guitar, and you just have drums. So maybe they need to get more creative there. I mean, it's just yeah. there's some things you need to do. I get it at the time, this was the popular thing, was guitar. Yeah, it was also kind of pop music, so it's not like it's super... Yeah, that's true, too. It's kind of like, prog rock's, like, heart, soul, pour into it, whereas pop I mean, they put their time into this, but it's more or less like a... It's what you get out of your go pop. Go with the groove. Yeah. It's kind of what you get out of your pop now. Mm-hmm. Just, you, you know what you're going to get, basically. But better. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. 
obviously. <laughs> not old disagreeing pop. with that. Old pop over new pop. Yeah. Um, so again, not my favorite. It's a little bit different. Some Something a little bit more unique that we listened to this week. And it was a nice breath of fresh air. I'll say yeah, that. It was. It's it's a lot different than what we've been listening to. It was it was really cool to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is fresh. The album by the band The Raspberries. Yeah. Now on to our final album. Yes, our final one. Um, man. Which another case I hate to spoil this. This might be my favorite so far. Gonna be completely honest. Really? Yes. Gonna be hundred percent honest. Alrighty. Okay. Okay. All right, that's interesting. Get get into it then. Get all right, all right. Get into it. This is a Backman Turner Overdrive Two <laughs> by BTO. The and, second um, edition. Released in 1973 on Mercury. Um, wow. <laughs> um, yeah. I put dudes in capital here because again, every one of them's great. Yes. Um, yeah, Randy Backman on uh, lead guitar, lead vocals, and uh, backing vocals, which I got real specific on this. Um, you have Tim Backman, which is Randy's brother, on the second lead guitar with backing and lead vocals. Then you have uh, Fred C.F. Turner on the bass and lead vocals. And then Robbie Backman on the drums. Three Backmans. Three Backmans. And the same album. They're Canadian, yeah? Yes. Okay. So I Canadian thought, folk. Is Turner also? Yes, Turner's also okay. Canadian. They're all, I think they're all from Winnipeg. I knew Backman was. I didn't know. I didn't know if Turner was. Yeah, but um, and then I also Norman Deke on track eight, which we'll get into that in a little bit. Okay. But um, yeah, we'll get into track eight. You probably know track eight, but yes, we'll get into you it a probably bit. do. <laughs> Let's start with side one. Let's start with side one. Uh, we have blown, welcome home, stone gates, and let it ride. Love all of them. I have to agree. I love the... Uh, what What do you... What... I'll, I'll ask that question after we talked about all of them. After we talked about all sides. I love the uh, little bluegrass riff in... Or tone in uh, Blown. Blown. Yeah. Where it's like... Brain here. Has that like... <laughs> yeah. I also like... I don't mind Tim Backman's uh, lead vocals in that. Yeah? Because that's Tim Backman. It, it kind of reminds me of like when Ringo sung with the Beatles. It wasn't great. Yeah, it wasn't amazing. But it fits the song. Yeah, yeah. I, like I agree that. with that. I agree with that. That's a good analogy. Uh, Welcome Home. Man. I don't know how to describe that one. <laughs> I, uh, I, that, I don't know. I would find a lot. I would say a lot of these songs are a little bit hard to describe. Welcome Home is probably my favorite Office album. If I were to pick one. Simply because I love the transition from... Randy Backman's voice to Fred Turner's voice in the chorus. Fred Turner is I didn't even notice it at screaming at you in the I, chorus. Yeah, and um, I thought it was um, I thought it was the same guy originally. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know I, when I, that's not the sort of thing that I look for. I yeah. Normally, when somebody's singing, I normally expect them to sing throughout the whole song, so I don't try to pay attention to voice changes. Mm, which I I know these guys too, so it's kind of like. I don't know. I'm just going to say these guys are in like my top five groups of all time. Like I guarantee you if you were to look at like who I listen to the most on Spotify, they're going to be up there. Um, yeah. Welcome home. I also love the, uh, 
the polka sort of ending where it's that clean guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. So fucking cool. But uh, yeah, Stonegate's another great one. Pretty pretty good. Mm-hmm. Let it ride. Um, yes. I can yes, that's um, my answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's my answer. I that's I don't know. I don't know. I think Let It Ride might be my favorite song on the album. I I could see that. I could 100% see that. Uh, Fred Turner's voice is on point. Yep. That was the album. That. Bass playing is on point. The guitar playing is on point. Uh, the drumming and the cymbal work on point. Um, this, this is one of those rare occasions where I feel the lyrics really help the album. The vocal harmony. Oh yeah. On point. Yeah. Like I just, it's an amazing song. The vocals super help this album, and I can't say that for all of the albums. Which I uh, I remember reading a, uh, not reading. I watched a video where Randy Backman he goes on tours and he tells the story of like how songs came to be. Yeah. This one came from. When they were going down in Louisiana, I believe, they had a license plate that said Friendly Manitoba on it, which is where they were from. Um, they got, like, kind of bullied by some truckers on the way down there. And, you know, Fred Turner's a big guy. Like, they're all big, burly Canadian dudes. And they pulled over, and they said this guy built, like, a fridge, got out of his truck. And they were, like, scared to talk to him, and... Um, he said, uh, just let it ride, man. And that's how they got the name of the song. That's funny as fuck. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, side one is so strong. Very strong. And We'll go into side two, and then I'll ask you my... It's kind of a hard-hitting question. I will spoil that. Um, but side two, go ahead. So go side ahead. two is uh, give it time, tramp, I don't have to hide, and taking care of business. You've heard that last one. Yes, you have. Everybody has. Everybody and their mother has heard that last song. Um, Again... Amazing side. I uh, love, uh, in particular, Tramp. Yeah. The lyrics are very, very funny in that one. <laughs> I also love how the, like, the rhythm section in general. Yeah. It's that. Like, it's just, it's, it uh-huh. continues to grow. Yeah. The whole, throughout the whole song. It just, it's a goofy song. Dude. It is goofy. You, you, with a song title called Tramp, you'd think he'd be talking about, like, somebody else or, like, the experience. No, he's just calling himself a Tramp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's awesome, and um, taking care of business, that's where Norman Dirk, uh, Durkee comes into play, because he was a pizza man, actually. They're sitting there recording this song, and they're like, man, this is missing something. And so the pizza man comes by, because they ordered pizza, and um, he's like, could I add something? And he plays the piano in the background, and dipped. And they didn't get the guy's name till like, 20, 30 years later. What? Yeah. So, um... 20, 30 years, he comes in? Comes in, just adds a huge part to the song, dips. <laughs> in taking care of business. Yes, in taking care of business. Like, they didn't get his name. He just, like, came in, played it, gone. That is insane. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, New favorite person. Like. Yeah, that's why I had to add his name in here, just because... <laughs> I, That's it's nuts. The most incredible thing I've ever heard. That's got to be the most insane music story I've ever. Because I don't think it was any of the band members' idea. I'm pretty sure he, the pizza man, saw their recording. They're like, he was like, oh, can I add something to it? Because I think That's he overheard so them like going awesome. through it. And it's like, holy shit. That's fucking awesome. Norman Durkee is a legend. 
I'll never forget that name. Like the piano parts, like it's in there it's too. The part of the, yeah, of course. It's you can hear it the whole way through. Like it's yeah, it's awesome. It's it's pro, it's prolific in the song. You mm-hmm. know when you hear when you think of taking care of business, you hear that. Yeah, it's. I just thought it was an incredible story. It's that's just like the so Let It cool. Ride one. It's that's so hilarious. Cool. Um, okay, big question. You mentioned this was your favorite. This might be your favorite so far. You might well think it over, whatever. What makes an album like this, in your opinion, different? How dip, How much more different in it is it than Appetite for Destruction? I know it's a it's it's a hard. It's a very different. Um. It's a very different feel. Like it's, they're two different genres, essentially. What makes this song with lots of guitar as its main, as its as a focus, where Appetite for Destruction has a lot of guitar for its main focus as well? Why are mm-hmm. they? Why do you think they're so different? Well, I simply think it comes down to the fact that um, Randy Bachman likes his clean guitar, which is evident in Let It Ride. Um, kind of blown with that little twangy. Mm-hmm. Um, Welcome Home has a little bit of it yeah. when it's not in the chorus. Yeah. Um, I just I think when they do it, it's not loud. Of it's, course, yes. It's quiet and you can hear everything else in the mix because of that. And I think the writing in this album sells me. The arrangement of it sells me. Um, I don't. The vocals absolutely Super sell me. Super sell me. Um, it I it's just all around incredible. Like I just, yeah, it's and I think that's what makes it different. Whereas Appetite for Destruction, it's loud. It's focused on guitar riffs. It's very loud guitar. Nothing. No other instruments. There's no focus on any lyrics of any kind. They're not trying to really be. They're more there. or less just there yeah. for the song's sake. Yeah. Um. Whereas this, Randy Backman puts craft into his lyric. Well, I should say Randy Backman and Fred Turner. Um, they put craft into their lyrics. They put craft into their singing. They just they pour it all in there, and it comes out so wonderful. Yeah, I think I couldn't agree more because I my first listen through. I listened to this album actually a while back. First, like initially. Um, I don't know. I had, I, it was the first BTO album I listened to. Mm-hmm. Was this one? And I didn't know how I felt about it. Came back a little bit later, listened to more of their albums. Still didn't know how I felt about it. And then I listened just recently. This was like a month ago. I listened to their albums all the way through, like their first four. So I listened to BTO one, BTO two. Um, not fragile. Not fragile. Four wheel drive. And I think it really helped for that that second listen through or that month that one where I listened through them all and it, I really got a feel for what this band was mm-hmm. and cause that's a question I was struggling with initially was okay how is this band different than Guns N' Roses I understand they're two different genres but you know that when you that first couple of songs I listened to I was getting all guitar and I kind of felt like okay what are they trying to do and as I kept listening, and eventually BTO2 became my favorite, um, as I kept listening, I figured out most of the things that you mentioned. Yeah. That's why I asked you, because I wanted to know if you felt the same way, where 
this their guitars aren't trying to out noise their other instruments. Hundred percent. Their vocals are prominent. They are necessary vocals, unlike I feel like in Guns N' Roses, you could take the vocals out, it'd be the same song. Mm-hmm. Um, they're necessary vocals, and as you mentioned, the craft behind yeah, the instruments, the, how they get together. That's mixing. one thing I've always liked about Randy Bachman and Fred Turner as a partnership, is they... I hate to compare them to Lennon and McCartney, because that those two are legendary, but that's, in my eyes, that's what it reminds me of. The craftsmanship that goes behind it is phenomenal top level stuff emphasis on the f (laughs) (laughs) on the f in the word phenomenal (laughs) um yeah this this song had how many singles this album i think had two really okay and then so it was let it ride i can't remember what was on the back of let it ride and then taking care of business and i don't remember what was on the back of that either but so they had four different singles that technically four that came off of this album. Well, yeah, technically. Um, yeah, it's it's a great album. I think the term boogie rock hmm. is what I've heard floating around about these guys. I think it fits them pretty well, and I think that's what's different is it's not. That's an interesting. I'd have to listen. boogie's a strong word. I don't know because I remember hearing them get categorized as like stoner rock. And I was like, I don't well, that's think not that's right. stoner rock. That's not right. It's not stoner rock. That's Because songs like Let It Ride are really moving. Yes. Which and is why... Same with, like, the end of Welcome Home. Which which I don't know. Which is why maybe I don't think boogie is also not the right word. Because you think boogie, maybe that's not that's not moving, really. Is it? It's boogie? Like, mm, eh, I don't of. know. I can't... I just think it fits their, like... It fits them better than stone. It's not a stone. Yes. It's not a stone rock. And I don't know. I think that's what puts them apart, is rather than your Led Zeppelin, because this would have been, well, this would have been kind of later on. Later, yeah, it would have been a little bit later. But it's not like blow you away sound. Yeah, yeah. But it also does have those little things in there that could get you moving. I see. Like just the beats and like the bass. That's kind of why I categorize it as boogie rock. Okay. Boogie is a bit of a weird term because, you know, in boogie, it's like people like breaking out and dancing. Yeah, dancing and like, yeah. But like boogie, I kind of mean just like, just like bobbing your head, like moving your shoulders a little bit on the dance floor, you know, kind of like that. Just like, it. it's not like directly meant like disco to get you moving, but it can get you moving. Yeah, okay. I understand that. I understand that perspective. Um... Anyways, yeah, that's BTO2 by yeah. BTO. Uh, you've probably, most of you listening probably heard it already. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I uh, own three different LPs of this version of this. Christ. I own one that has a light blue cover, one that the cover is gray for some reason, and then one that I got, it has like the original record store like sale tag on it from 1973. <laughs> So, <laughs> all right. If you want one, hit me up. Hit him up, dude. Um, yeah, just drop your Insta in the bio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's that's it. That's the three albums for today. Um, Pretty good. Pretty I solid. As I mentioned, don't understate. I don't understate the magnitude of the raspberries. Um, I hate doing that to bands. Uh, when you have Bachman Turner Overdrive 
and Target and Emerson Lake and Palmer to go up against. Yeah, they got kind of sandwiched. In they got there. sandwiched. It's unfortunate, but don't forget them. I certainly won't. I enjoyed it, but that was BTO two by BTO. Another great album. Uh, next week we'll have three more for you guys. Um, yes, we will. This was nineteen seventy one, seventy two, and seventy three. So maybe we'll go. We'll go a little later. Yeah. We'll go late 70s, early 80s. Yeah, we'll try to do some of those. Okay. That sounds good to me. Uh, but that's it. That's it for today's episode yep. of Classic Rock Talk. Really enjoyed this one. Mm-hmm. Might have been my favorite one so far. I know we did one with Rush, and I know I love I love Bottle yeah. Life by Kansas, so it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Um, but that's it. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, too. This was a lot of fun. Um, we'll get three brand new bands, probably. I don't think we'll do any repeats. Um, yeah. We'll do three brand new bands for you guys. Um, so that's, that's what, 24, 24 albums, 23 bands we've done so far? I think so. Yeah, because we did one, we did, um, not the Scorpions, we did, uh, who did we do twice? Uh, Nantucket. 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 Because Nantucket deserves it. Deserved it. (laughs) All right, but that's going to be it for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, That's going to be it. We will see you guys next time for episode nine of Classic Rock Talk. Peace.